Hi folks, and thanks for listening to this Tortoise Shack podcast. A quick content warning before you listen to the latest Reboot Republic. This podcast contains topics that some listeners may find troubling. Uh, we have a list of contacts and supports in the in the blurb. We're very grateful to Kellyanne for sharing her story, her candor, and her wit, and just her bloody good sense of humor. Obviously, it's a quite heavy personal story but i think it's one ultimately of hope and we're very grateful to her for coming over to the tortoise shack and sharing her experience uh if you can throw a few quid to focus ireland thanks to kellyanne thanks to focus ireland and if you like what we do if you like what reboot republic does echo chamber glow west muse cult which is an excellent new series please help us keep the mics on it's patreon.com forward slash tortoise shack it's the price of a fancy cup of coffee once a month and it keeps these mics on and conversations going I won't delay any further. Enjoy this really important conversation and thank you one more time to Kellyanne for sharing it with us. Welcome to Reboot Republic, the podcast that goes behind the headlines and looks at the big issues in this republic of inequality. We are the podcast of solutions and the podcast of hope, and I'm your host, Rory Hearn, and I'm delighted to be joined on the podcast today by a uh, incredible person, uh, Kelly Ann um, and you Burn. Your name went out of my head, Kelly Ann. Can you believe what a start? It's That's wonderful okay. to have you here. That's okay. Thank you so much for having me, Rory. It's a privilege to be here. I'm actually in the middle of uh, reading your brilliant book gaffes and I absolutely love it. I love how you have literally broken down um, in steps of exactly what is going on because people like myself who haven't had, a, you know, much information around government and what's going on and all the big terminology and that it's really really made it it simplified it um so that people like myself can understand and I suppose to help us have the power you know to know what's going on and to know what you know we can help change um yeah and just I think it's empowering knowing what's gone on with the government and knowing what's happening now whereas I think there's a lot of us um that that don't know what's happening and that's why you know when it comes to um voting for government and stuff a lot of people don't bother because they just haven't got a clue so your book has really really broken it down and made it so much easier for people you know who who don't know statistics and things like that who who just aren't clued in to um government and uh yeah it's really given a confidence boost as in no, this is what's going on. This is not right, and this is what we need to do as a, as a um a community, as a a country. Um. So yeah, I really, really um commend you on on your book. It's Thank you. That that's some start, Kelly. <laughs> that is some start. Talk about a way to butter up a host. <laughs> 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 no, absolutely. Truth, truth, <laughs> truth. Thank you very much. Yeah. And of course, the reason why you're on today is because you have lived uh, homelessness. You have lived the lived experience. And, and that's, it's really powerful for me to hear you say that, that it was, that that book was empowering for you, because that's what I hoped that it would be um, for all those people who are living that crisis, who have lived it. Um, and we're going to talk a bit about your experience um, 
And just to introduce you first, <laughs> you are uh, Focus Ireland, what is called a LEAP ambassador. Do you yeah. want to explain um, what a LEAP ambassador is? Yeah, so a LEAP ambassador is um, a lived, experienced ambassador. So what that means is um, I have experienced myself on two separate occasions being homeless. First, when I was um 16 years of age um and second then when I was 26 years of age um so I got support when I was older from Focus Ireland um after being homeless the second time and they have helped me throughout the years I'm in a stable home now over seven years and now I have they have helped me to do training as in working around boundaries and working around support and being able to now use my story turn my pain into power as in to help other people and to please God end homelessness and prevent people like myself and my family prevent them from going through the trauma and the the pain and the heartache that that we have suffered it'll make it all worth it no it's really um it's engaging because and, and it's words just i can't kind of bring words to me to describe because i don't want to sound trite or you know just kind of plumosing you and going oh, aren't you wonderful and all that but it, it is something that is i'm struck by your power do you feel you have power now? I do. I do. Um, I remember not so long ago <clears throat> taking a photo of uh, myself and it was my hands on actually my car, my car steering wheel. And just just really, I'd be a very visual person anyway, mm. but just holding the steering wheel and thinking, gosh, you know, I'm in control now. I'm in control of my life. I'm supported. I'm held. I'm... You know, I don't have the family support that the normal class family support from young that I needed. But now I'm after gaining it through Focus Ireland, through different supports um, throughout my life. Um, yeah, no, no, it, it's the, the I think in terms of kind of in a way bringing listeners through the start and, and just to say, you know, some of this... Um, content listeners might find distressing um but it is important i think really important that we hear this because i heard you speak at um it was actually the raise the roof um meeting in kildare and i was just so struck by your story and of course your story isn't unique and that is you know i know part of why you know you feel so um motivated to tell it yeah because there's many people who are in your situation or versions of it um and maybe do you want to I will tell I will. your story? Um <clears throat> I do believe, um, Rory, I didn't go through all this pain for nothing. You know, I didn't suffer all this for nothing. And um I think one thing throughout my life, like I'm thirty seven now, I think the one thing that I've carried through, which I've found so hard to do from very, very young, is be myself. Um, and I think now in my adulthood and with my own children, it's that real connection with people. That's what I, you know, want to bring into this world as in that it's OK to be real, to break down the, the stigma and the masks and the 
the material stuff and it's okay to be real. Like, so by me sharing my story and my life story, I'm hoping that it'll help others to connect with theirs and to be able to feel comfortable then to share theirs. So I'm going to start um, from quite young, Rory, when I was... Uh, four months old, I was taken into foster care due to physical, <coughs> sorry, physical violence. Um, my legs were broken in three different places. My right leg was broken in two different places and my left leg was broken in one. And the doctor stated that the breaks were non-accidental injuries, so they were healing at different dates. So... Um, I was I was taken into foster care and I lived with my foster parents up until I was 16. Foster care for me was very, very difficult because, you know, growing up wondering, like I felt I felt very rejected Um, my foster parents and they did their best for me, Um, you know, and, you know, I'm so grateful and so thankful for for them. Um, but like dealing with, you know, feeling rejected, dealing with what did I do wrong? I took on, you know, all the blame myself and I, I, I became my own worst enemy. So, um, I got into early relationships and I got into my first serious, serious relationship. Um, and I was, 16 at the time and I fell pregnant with my first son who is now 19 years of age um, and when I became pregnant then my foster parents uh, my foster mom threw me out um, I remember going out one day and I went to, to meet my my boyfriend at the time and I got a phone call from social workers saying that um, you're not allowed to go home um, all your bags have been packed and we need to meet up with you in a taxi and take you to your new place. So it happened so so fast, so fast. And I think, you know, flight or fight mode, it was just, I, I froze. I, I absolutely like, a, a, it was surreal. I didn't know what was happening. But um, so that's where my, journey I suppose really on my own started and I really really then felt you know let down I had nobody um and yeah that's that's where my journey began so I was in and out of you know different uh, abusive relationships and um, I was in a homeless hostel um, the missionaries of charity now I was so blessed because the missionaries of charity are nuns like Mother Teresa so I had that I had that spiritual I had that holy um, care over me if you like um, especially because my firstborn was so ill he uh, is a severe chronic asthmatic and he was in and out of like hospital he was in ICU three times he nearly died on me once um and I was still with my the 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 child my son's father at the time um and I also then got pregnant for my second son so I remember there sitting in hospital and I was um 
um, my son was in ICU and I was sitting there pregnant with my other son. I was thinking, oh my gosh, you know, like, am I going to lose my child? And it was absolutely awful because I didn't have, you know, family support. I didn't have anybody around me. And the the person I did have around me was not even around me because he wouldn't come into hospitals or anything. So I really was on my own. Um, and thank God, you know, like he he survived and, and then I ended up with two children um, and then I went into different relationships um, ab- again, abusive because I was desperate to be loved and I'd accept anything and anyone and I'd be trying to fix them thinking I could, you know, I could fix them, I could help them, I could show them, you know, how to love. Um, and then I got in a very abusive relationship years later, um, with, um, where I had, uh, twin girls and, uh, that, that relationship was abusive, uh, mentally, emotionally and physically. And, uh, I lost my twin daughter then, uh, on Valentine's day of all days, um, in 2012, um, and a couple of months later, then we also lost our home because my ex-partner threatened the landlord. So at this stage, I had three kids. I had my two sons and um, my twin daughter had passed away. So I had my other little girl who was five and a half months old herself and complete turmoil, complete turmoil. <clears throat> Again, no family support and nobody around. I think it was only when I did lose my twin daughter that the social workers and that started to see, hey, there's something going on in this family. Like, you know, this this girl, this woman is on her own and, you know, she needs support. So we literally, when we lost our home, um, we had like a few days to pack up. So I had to put all our stuff into storage and bring it to you store on, on Finglas Road. Um, and we went over with like a couple of bags um, just of necessities and just, I suppose, the complete turmoil, the the pain, the aloneness, the, oh my God, like, you know, what am I going to do? Like, I need to be here for my children. I need to, uh, you know give them a good life I'm trying to change the life that I've had and it's gone the same way and this is not what I want but I I felt so lost because you know the basic need that we had our home was 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 gone and relationships were were turmoil and you know we were grieving the death of 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 Jessica and it, it just felt like it couldn't get any worse rock bottom we were six feet under too and uh, went over to the council and we sat there and we I practically begged you know what can you do and uh, I remember I came, uh, the the guy from the council came over to us about an hour later and said you know right you have to make your own way to Sunnybank Hotel um, more like a hostel now if I'm honest with you um, but you have to make your own way to the hostel and uh so we managed to get there and I remember 
genie, like other than the room that we were in, um, like we had nowhere to go. Didn't want to go out and walk the streets because obviously I didn't want my ex partner to to see where he is because he was from around that area. Um, so we had to stay in, and literally all we could do was either stay in our room or go down to the pub, and. Obviously, I didn't want to sit there in a pub all day with my children. So, lucky now we were there just for the the weekend. Um, but I'll never forget the bedroom. Um, there was literally there was three beds, and one bed each for my two sons, and then one single bed for myself. So three single beds, and I was absolutely terrified because it was only after losing Jessica that um. There was no way I was going to put my other daughter, Kimberly, um, in the bed beside me. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, 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 she had to sleep in her buggy. Um, it was, it was just awful. Um, I, I don't think I was fully there. I was really in just not even thinking of, you know, oh God, you know, tomorrow or thinking of, um, just literally I think I think what happens to us Rory is like when we're in turmoil um our body kind of shuts down um our mind shuts down and you kind of I felt like I was in a a daze or you know like a surreal surreal daze and it's just a way of coping because if the reality had hit us, especially after, you know, grieving Jessica and, you know, in the midst of that, um, it mm. it would have been way too much, way too much. Um, so I always say our first bit of light shone down on us and uh, the Sunday or the Monday morning, we came down for breakfast and we met with the folk silent support worker who sat there and he listened he just he listened he listened to our individual needs because you know everybody's needs are different Mm. you know you can't you can't like I had stuff going on that maybe another family wouldn't or I'd had things that you know you know we're all we're all just different we really are all our personal experiences are different and they need to be treated different and they need to be supported um so we we got the support now we didn't you know go into housing straight away our family myself and my children we needed a lot of healing so we needed to do a lot of work um because there was no point in you know going into stable accommodation because obviously we were very unstable within ourselves so we went into um, a women's uh, refuge for a few months and uh, we worked on, on, started to work on ourselves slowly, slowly and um, started to get the, the supports we needed. Um, I um, actually, you know, I did hit rock, rock bottom, if I'm honest, in, in, in there. It was just because the reality of my life, you know, the reality of the guilt of obviously like no matter how Jessica passed away, being a mom, the guilt of that, like I. So much, so much. Yeah, I took I took it all on. And then I suppose because I was used to doing that from young, used to that, 
that pattern of it must be my fault. So I was used to taking on pain and blame and so it just it just kept following on and then in abusive relationships I'd have you know more blame and pain and it's my fault and so that was the pattern and uh yeah it was it was it was uh, you know an awful lot and I just you know we're, we are only human I always say we're not made of steel you know no no and there's only so much we can take and that's when I suppose <clears throat> Um, yeah, it, it was really, really difficult. And, you know, I didn't want my children then to go down the same road I did of going into foster care. Yeah. So that's when the work started to begin, the healing and the supports and the women's refuge. We moved on from the women's refuge about four months later, I think, to supported housing for domestic violence. So that's when we got our little... A little house to kind of get back into normality and yeah. that, you know, and uh, but we were supported every step of the way because a lot of people who've been homeless, like, you know, they can't just be expected to have a house and right, that's it, there you go. You know, they have a lot of trauma, they have a lot of pain and there's obviously reasons, different reasons why they were homeless in the first place. So a lot of support is needed, you know, Yeah. a lot of support and uh, to know people are there, you know, that that real approach that I, I was I was telling you about that. That realistic approach, not like going to a doctor and the doctor reads out a, bu- a book and prescribes you pills. The actual care of kind of individual, yeah, listening. You're describing Absolutely. that Focus Ireland support worker actually sat down with you and took the time and yeah. listened. And yeah, you felt they cared, you know, mm. and that that real connection, that love, you know, that I'm here for you, and you know. I think we all need stepping stones um, under our feet at certain times of our lives. And uh, some of us need them more than others and and, Mm. and different ways. But like absolutely, we all do them. And and so many people are, you know, experience trauma in different ways and levels of it. And, you know, I'm struck by kind of what you said about that, that, you know, haven't been in care yeah. Not having, you know, you said a number that family support around exposes you then to vulnerabilities. Yeah, absolutely. In yeah. a way and, and particularly around housing and you mm. know, if something doesn't work out, then who do you fall back on? Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, Rory, this is one one uh, goal dream of mine that I'd absolutely love to do is I I really feel that uh from young I think like mental health should be a subject in school. I really, really think because I think mental health comes way before any maths, English, Irish. Mm. Like I think from from very young, like in crashes, you know, starting to teach children of self-love and what's right and what's wrong and relationships and then building up, you know, into you know, play school and then primary mm. school. So that we're actually transitioning in. And by the time we are adults, then we have this correct way of knowing what we deserve, knowing, you know, what's healthy, what's not healthy, knowing early to get help. Do you know, I, th- I think that's what we're lacking. Um, mm. from so young. Yeah, no, no, I think, I think it is, 
you know, it is so important that, you know, children are taught and, and, you know, as adults, as parents, you know, we all still have a journey to go in terms of being able to help them, you know, express yeah. that and understanding that ourselves. Um, and, you you know, you're right in terms of all of us having that and prioritizing mental health. And and yeah. just to bring back um to the, to, to I suppose, give listeners, because, you know, you've talked, there's so much, you know, mm. trauma there and so much pain and grief and you know just listening to you um you know it it's you know i just wanted so many times to just reach out and give you a hug you know <laughs> Thank you. and you know and wish you know that there were people along the way who would just do that and but that's unfortunately the reality and mm. it is you know why we need a society that prioritizes supports around housing social work you know, social care, you know, mm. domestic violence, all these areas that really we don't prioritize enough as a society. Um, but just in terms of that, because, you know, the story didn't end there, that in terms of like, yes. you know, you were in um, the Focus Ireland supported accommodation. Yes. And so what happened then? Absolutely. So we transitioned on after five years um, of supported housing for domestic violence. And I'll never forget the day uh, in the post, I got the letter um, uh, from uh, the county council um, because they work alongside different charities like Clwood, Focus Island mm. and things like that. So what happens is you're on the you're on the housing list, but then the likes of Focus Island go in and say, okay, you know, who's who's on your list and, and, and who, you know, needs... They advocate on, on your yeah, behalf. Yeah, absolutely. Who mm. needs the support? So um, I got my letter um, stating that, um, thank God, our forever home um, was ready um, and... We were we were ready. We were ready emotionally, mentally, and we were stable at this stage um, to be able to have a smooth transition on from the supported housing into um, supported um, housing with Focus Ireland. And when I mean supported worry, I mean like the support is lifelong if I want it. Mm. as in if I need it um, the support is always there like like I don't have that family support where I can you know uh, ring and, and or speak to mom or dad about problems and issues and things like that so I can always pick up the phone and know I'm not burdening anybody and speak with my support worker um, which is which is great especially you know trying to manage being a parent on my own like with four yeah. kids now you know is 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 really really tough um especially because uh my eldest is 19 now two sons 19 and 18 I know I met them yeah. a few weeks ago <laughs> yeah. giant beautiful man absolutely <laughs> we're we're a big team now it's it's actually made us so much stronger because i suppose I've been so open with them, um, yeah. you know, obviously on a on a child level from from young and we've worked through things together like we've, we've overcome this trauma together, you know, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, our forever home. So we're in our forever home over uh, nearly seven years now seven years and I absolutely cherish it Rory um, it's you know our sanctuary it's our safe place we can close the door um, and have you know somewhere to go especially on the days that we're not feeling good or 
you know, we just, you know, want to be on our own and fill our cups back up, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely um, amazing. And, and that that is, is council um, or the housing association? So um, what it is actually is, it's actually a Focus Island house. Yes. So it's just that when you're on the list for the council, the council then would like have started to refer you over to like say uh focus island so yeah. focus island buy a certain amount of houses yeah and then they'd go to the council and they say okay look who's priority who's yeah. you yeah, know yeah. been on the waiting list yeah and then so it's actually a focus island house and yeah. then it's the likes of Cluid and all them but it's like, your lifetime you have this yeah. as a lifetime tenancy absolutely and, yeah and, and what does that mean to, to know that amazing do you know what because it's so scary you know i'm I'm getting older now and please god i've, I've another you know 30 a 40 years to yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> please god um but uh but just that security to know you know if anything happened to me my children wouldn't go into homelessness my children are older now um and they are also on the lease so once 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 your children become like 18 mm. they can go on the lease yeah, as yeah. in so they would never be out of a home yeah because that's a huge worry especially when you know buying houses and things um mm. not to have that so yeah. to, to know that and like my you know i i save and i'm able to get like you know my house done up like I saved really hard and got a lovely kitchen yeah. and just to be able to make it like make dreams come true is is an amazing amazing feeling and um I'm so blessed and I'm so grateful you know that we were able to come over the bridge and 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 turn everything turn it around turn, show people that you know good things can come from the pain that you've been through yeah you know that that's incredible it's incredible story incredible experience and how did do you think you turned that and and, and you went as you say you know at some level of being able to you you mentioned the word heal um yeah you know to to move to a place where you can be happy in a home with your children and having experienced all that I I'd be very spiritual, Rory. Okay. I'd be very spiritual. I think you know, not having that um, physical connection, not having that. Um, yeah, I I I've always you know I felt I've always looked upwards. I've always you know uh, believed in angels and 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 God. Um, and yeah, I've I've had signs. I believe you know in signs and feathers and you know there's different ways life can show us we're on the right path or life mm. can if you tune into like the the weather tune into you know walking on the beach tune into listen to yourself i think i i i formed um a really deep understanding and relationship with myself as in because at throughout my life i had nobody else to trust i had nobody else to believe in or believe in me um that i i built up such a strong sometimes too protective to let yeah. anybody in yeah but that's what i'm working on so i'd still be in i'd be in um counseling and art therapy and that now but life is a journey mm. you know there is no end destination and um, 
If there was, I think we'd be bored. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so... <laughs> I wish listeners could see that kind of uh, devilish grin and laugh on you there. Now. <laughs> yeah. Life boring. Jesus, Kellyanne, no. Um, yeah, no. Uh, but just something and obviously the you know the the other side of it you know you talked about it there having those supports and how important those supports were you know from the likes of focus ireland and and that um but the the other thing i wanted to ask you and and it's possible you know it's a difficult one the impact of the homelessness piece Mm -hmm. on your children what what do you think that was and i know that can't be easy to ask it's huge. Like, I, I remember when we were literally renting, you know, rental accommodation. Mm, yeah. Gee, I think if... It was a private rental. Private uh, rental, yeah, yeah. yeah. In all honesty, I think they lived in over 13 different houses. Yeah. Can you imagine the instability? Like, not being able to feel settled in their own home. um, Having to move schools, having to re readjust, reframe, uh, you know, their lives and not having that even bedroom to relax in like i found even now in their adulthood it's really really difficult for them even though now they're you know instability um over seven years it it is even hard of them like not to still be on edge or not to live in protection mode because they've lived that way for so long Mm. and you know that's the way like our body their body and and my body has learned to cope yeah you know and and it's so tough like it it really does it affects people's relationships affects like children's uh, mental health themselves as in being able to have stability in their lives being able to get close to anybody because they're so scared that they'll you know end up having to leave and start all over again it's 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 really really like it's it's heartbreaking it is it's heartbreaking children need routine they need stability they need settled support um to help them thrive because after all Rory they're our future Mm. you know of course they are yeah yeah. yeah so important yeah and how are they now they're great i'm so blessed they're actually flying Um, my eldest is working and looking to go to college next year Um, uh, my other son is just completed his leaving cert and the both of them have actually which is further than i ever got so i'm really really uh, proud really really proud you should be yeah thank you and then uh, my my daughter, she is flying. She's above me when it comes to media, creating her own digital videos, and uh, and then my 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 youngest, she is flying. She's uh, very arty and creative, so really blessed. Yeah, and good, and, and good. thank you, you know, for for having me, and it's great to be here. Yeah, no, no. Listen, thank you so much for giving your time and, um. You know, it it it's it's. There are no words really that can, actually, it's at some level. You know, try and what I could do is try and, I suppose, empathize, listen, and hopefully, I know listeners will have taken the time as well. You know, to listen, and some people will you know connect with it deeply. Some people will, you know, see it and hopefully go you know 
things need to change that as you yeah. say what motivates you to Absolutely. make sure this isn't happening to others and that we can get to a place where we have a society as you say which ends homelessness and, and we have to believe we can and we have to work all yeah. the time to achieve that and those other wider supports that are needed in terms of domestic violence and um you know mental health and these things like and you know i was just really struck by the smiles on your kids when i yeah. met them and how warm and how warm he seemed as a, as a family and close yeah. so that was lovely and um yeah. best of luck with the next Thank stages you. on your journey which i know will be fabulous and amazing and Absolutely. not one bit boring <laughs> no not at all no thank you so much i'm sorry thank you that's uh kellyanne byrne um focus ireland leap uh, ambassador um and in terms of yeah there's a lot a lot there and i know um you know many people will have found that difficult and and there are supports available and, and tony's going to give some numbers and contacts uh of services um, and as you know, does show the need to end homelessness and have a society that provides people supports as a basic, uh, basic human rights, and not on, on the way some of it is currently done. So uh, thank you so much, and uh, we will talk to you all very soon. <laughs>